Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven podcast, Little Witch Detectives. Hi. Hi. I, How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We're back. We're back. I feel like, because <laughs> we like take breaks in between uh-huh. with recording. I feel like we need a jingle that's like, and we're back, and we're back, and we're back. <laughs> but we're back we are that's so fun do you want to just um jump into our witch talk sure all right cool so this is our witch talk it's the corner of the intro of our show where we fill you guys in on what we've been up to I always laugh because it's a little redundant since Coley and I pretty much talk every day um but it's a cool way for us to connect with you guys so um hmm it wouldn't be me if I had something prepared would it no Um, I have roaches in my apartment that have taken over my life so stressed about that and dealing with that we bombed for them I don't know if I talked about this on the show before or not but um I don't know yeah we fogged for the roaches pest control came in did all of that stressed my pets out and me and my brother who's my roommate and um it didn't work so I'm dealing with that this week and today uh so that's stressful a little bit um but other than that I'm still looking for a job still applying doing interviews freelancing all of that stuff that's the main thing going on in my life these days um hanging out with my boyfriend he's pretty cool yeah still dating him I like him a lot um and oh this week I went to see one of my favorite uh artists Zella Day in concert and I don't know if you saw on Instagram but I got this we were like up at the front because it was a really tiny venue and we got there early so my friend Sabrina and I uh you guys might know remember her she's done some spells for us and stuff in the past but uh I we got all the way up to the front so I was able to get like a really good photo of her mm-hmm. and I posted it on my Instagram you know as I do uh not even thinking about it and she saw it and she loved it reposted it on her story liked it all that stuff and then I got a DM from somebody saying they wanted to make it like the cover of a Spotify playlist that she's featured in and oh, I that's awesome right I was like that's so cool because this was an artist I followed for about 10 years and I haven't seen her live uh since she headlined music midtown when I was in college so um it was just like all around this cool thing and she didn't like talk to me or say anything she just reposted and liked it but it was still kind of like oh that's so neat that like she liked my photography you know yeah that's Um, really awesome yeah, and it was also like this, I, I love an intimate show like that, where it's mm-hmm. kind of a small crowd, so you can feel more one-on-one with uh, the performers, Um, so that was a really cool thing. It, like, made my week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's about it with me. What's going on with you? Um, Not a whole lot. Working a lot on the golf course. Um, yeah. This coming week. Tuesday, which is tomorrow, um, Wednesday, Thursday, my grandfather is going to be gone for like seven hours. 
So I have to watch the shop and lock up and all that stuff. But it means more money for me and my paycheck. Mm. Um, I got my Lespalooza tickets. Yay! I kind of want to go, to be honest. But... If you want to go, you need to act fast because over half the tickets are sold right now. I believe that. Yeah. It just, last year when you went, it looked like so much fun. It is so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing is, like, if you did go, we wouldn't be able to, like, room together because Mm. the cabin that I'm in is already sold out. That's all good. We'll talk about it later. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, what so, else is going on? I went to Lunar Fair on oh yeah. Saturday. We that haven't even fun. talked about that. No, we haven't. How was um, it? It was so much fun. Um, I didn't really like do much walking around because I wasn't steady on my feet and it was at the fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. So it was like not the best time for me to be walking around. I got you. Um, but I went because my one best friend, my sister, um, proposed to her wife because they're doing a vow renewal mm-hmm. and they want to have the wedding that they always wanted that they didn't get the first time. So cute. Yeah. And during Pride. And during Pride. It was amazing. I love that so much. When yeah. you told me they were doing that, I was like, oh, you so have to go. Because you yeah. love fair. I and do. I was like, oh my god. It's <laughs> so cute. I love that. And I got, uh, I got a button from Sussex County Pride. And it's a uh, Ouija board um, planchette. Yeah. And it says she, they underneath them, neath it. So it has like my pronouns on it. And it's just really cool. That's so cute. Yeah. I love um, all the pride stuff going on, despite how the world is right now. Yeah. (laughs) Or this country in general. I'm going to um, a pride festival next weekend Mm -hmm. with Sassy in Nashville. And the tickets were only $6. Can you That's believe? not bad. Right. And then Fitz and the Tantrums is headlining. So it's a music festival all day. And Fitz is like, I've seen them before. They're not one of my favorite bands, but I love them. Mm-hmm. And to see them for $6. Are you kidding? Like last time I saw them, we probably spent $100 on the tickets. Wow. So crazy. I love that like we're still doing Pride stuff. But I, I, I am like kind of nervous like safety wise yeah um but I love that you know they were able to do that proposal at Lunar Fair and everything yeah everything went well yes (sighs) pride yes (laughs) yay (laughs) so that's all that's going on with me yeah fun so the next thing on our agenda um Marishka is in Rome currently. It's our Marishka update corner. Yes. <laughs> Marishka she is, is in her. Rome currently with Peter and I'm assuming her kids. Yeah. 
Did you um, see her selfie with Peter she took? And it was like from a, the downest it angle. It was, yeah. I was like, ma'am. I saw that and I was like, that's not a good angle for anybody. I was like, both of you gorgeous human beings, but that's not your angle. No. <laughs> I love that she's occasionally an old person. <laughs> They look like they're having fun. Yeah. I've um never been out of the country before, so I love seeing people traveling and stuff. I love that kind of update. Yeah, I haven't been out of the country before either. Yeah. Um, But it's so much fun to see people traveling the world. Mm-hmm. Especially in this, like, post-COVID era that we're still in, even yeah. though... We're still in the COVID era, but what, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, according to the government, we're in the post-COVID era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is she doing anything particular in Rome, or is she just vacationing? I think she's just vacationing. Good for her. It's her summer vacation that she goes on every year. Yeah, I think last year was when she did that video with all the flowers, and she was like. She was on vacation somewhere with Peter, I think, and she was like, look at the flowers. They were in London. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was so cute. I was like, oh my gosh. Precious. Um, well, speaking of Mariska, you put this little note here about her having a crystal tower. Yes. Um, and if you guys aren't familiar, Coley and I track every time Mariska does something witchy. <laughs> and we're like, witch! <laughs> Oh, man. It's like when she had the tarot necklaces and we were like, oh, my God. (laughs) I love her. Or like when she was directing King of the Moon and was in her posting the moon era. Like Uh everything she posted on Instagram was had to be the moon. And I was like, which? Which? She is. She is. I didn't get around it. She just is. Yeah. Um, I actually haven't seen the pictures of or did we talk about the Crystal Tower? I don't think we talked about it in depth. Um, it was on her story. It's, yeah. I think, a clear quartz tower. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was holding it in her hand and, like, turning it around and stuff. Yeah. So, like, for reference, I have I have a little tower. This is, um, what is it? Citrine. Like, a tiny tower. Can you see it? I can't see myself. Yes. Yeah, so that's what the, for our visual listeners, that's kind of what they look like, um, but can be bigger than this. I just yeah. Um, we love crystals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. Oh, shall we uh, continue on then? Yes. So SAG-AFTRA, which is like the Writers' Union, not the Writers' Union, that's the Writers' Guild. SAG-AFTRA is like the Actors Union. Mm-hmm. Um, voted ninety-seven point ninety-one percent to authorize a strike if the, uh, uh, if the AMPTP don't give a fair deal. And the AMPTP is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Um, so we're waiting to hear about what that's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Is they're going to go on strike or not? That's about where we are, right? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, uh, I've been trying to follow it closely without stressing too hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. But. And apparently, um, the Directors Guild of America got a deal with AMPTP, um, that they accepted, I believe, um, and the Writers Guild, from what I understand, is not happy about that. Um, but back in 2007, 2008, when the Writers Guild was on strike, they got the writers back through the Directors Guild. Mm. Okay. So that's not happening this time around. Makes sense. Yeah. F. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we talk about some good news? Yes. Kelly Giddish is pregnant. Yay! And I knew it. I freaking knew it. <laughs> I had my suspicions, but I couldn't find anything online. So I was like, maybe it's just me being crazy. Well, also, like, she just looks pregnant when she was in, um, spoilers, uh, OC. Yeah. And... I believe they're saying she's pregnant in the show as well. Yes. Uh, but I couldn't figure out if it was like just, you know, a releasey thing or if she was pregnant in real life and they're writing it in because they wanted to have her guest star on OC. Um, yeah. But I just had a feeling like she's got that glow. Like she's just so pretty. And I also love when women that are a little bit older get pregnant um because mm-hmm. i think that's incredible for her you know yeah definitely uh, and it's a theme kind of going on in pop culture right now because courtney kardashian just announced that she's pregnant yes um, and we love to see it we love to see older moms yes <laughs> so cool yes very much so for kelly come on the podcast yes kelly please. little georgia peach homie <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you on, Kelly. We love you. <laughs> uh. Um so in um frustrating news, <laughs> there is an uptick in is Marishka Hargate gay articles that I've seen on my um Marishka Hargate and SVU Google Alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the first time I've seen it. I this uh, is she's she's not though she's not she's queer. Not enough yeah. my knowledge. Um, as much as I would like it, <laughs> I just I'm bitter because I wanted um Olivia and Alex to end up together. Yeah, but um, do you think this has to do with it being like Pride Month, maybe? I don't know, um, because back when I was in high school, um, all the tabloids would run articles of gay celebrities in Hollywood and have Mariska's picture, and it's like, it was like year-round, so I don't know if it has something to do with Pride Month, it could, um, but it's frustrating. 
As far as I know, Mariska's an amazing ally, but yes. it stops about there. I yeah, think. that's about as that's as much as anybody knows. Yeah, and I mean, I respect her privacy too. So if she is part of the rainbow, um, that's cool. But you know, she's mm-hmm. married to Peter, and they're really happy. And I, it gives me the same energy as like people that, um, ship Krishka. Yeah. Um, leave her alone. <laughs> Let Marinia live her life. I don't know. And then, of course, there was rumors a while back that Peter was gay and Marishka was his beard. <sighs> and, yeah, it's like, just let people live. Let them live. They're so happy. They're, like, ridiculously happy. Yeah. And I'm tired of people being mean to them because they don't deserve it. Yeah. This is a Petska household. Yeah. So, <laughs> like... Um, not even sorry about it not (laughs) even sorry about it and we talk about it too in um the Maloney of it all episode yeah getting into the Krishka stuff and everything yeah let people live let them be happy stop assuming things yep um all right so shall we get into some business stuff yes okay so this is um, my little social media plug for you little witch detectives. Uh, we are on Instagram at SVU Coven. We post most of our updates there primarily uh, in our stories and our posts, everything like that. So if you're on social media and want to follow us, Instagram is probably the best uh, way to connect. However, we also have a free Discord server that I'm super excited about. I finally beefed it up, you guys. I've been talking about it for a year and... Yeah. I finally did it and it's super cute now and we have all this stuff going on in there um, and I would love to grow the coven there. So if you're already following us on Instagram, you can click the link in our bio to hop onto our Discord there. Uh, However, if you don't have Instagram, you can always reach out to us via email at svucoven at gmail.com. Coley does check the email regularly. So yes. somebody is reading them and sharing them with me as well. And we can shoot you a discord link over there. Uh, if social media is not a medium that speaks to you, you can always email us anyway. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, and if you want to be on the show, sponsor the show, want to partner with us, anything like that, email is the best way to do it as well. So we can have um, a chain of conversation going over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would love to grow the coven um, in any way possible. So if yes. you guys want to go on the ride with us, that's how to do it. Yes. And this is your episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. Um, rating and uh, subscribing are the two most important things. Um, they tell the algorithm that you like us and they will recommend us to other people. Um, reviewing is just really nice because we lost all our re- reviews when we switched podcast hosts. I didn't have the chance to check to see if we have more reviews on Apple. Um, let me see. We've been holding steady at one for a while. We're still holding steady at one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's a lot of 
it it's just really nice <laughs> yeah and we'll um, read the reviews out on the show yeah we'll read the reviews out on the show we appreciate the energy exchange um we also have a coffee so you can go and buy us a coffee leave a tip of like one three five dollars however much you want um and all of that goes back into the show as well yes all of that goes right back into the show um and we're now on youtube so um make sure you like and subscribe on youtube comment on youtube um it really helps um especially the subscribing because we're working on monetizing this on youtube and you have to have a certain amount of subscribers and a certain amount of watch time Mm -hmm. so yeah oh smash that subscribe button consensually (laughs) consensually smash it (laughs) yes uh it's so crazy that we're on youtube now i know (laughs) i accredit that a lot because um what made me really want to do it was my boyfriend was like oh my god you guys should have visuals and stuff because people that aren't on audio podcasts can watch it and i hadn't even thought about that from like a disability standpoint or anything so yeah we're we're here now yay (laughs) all right okay self-love affirmation time ah yes uh this self-love affirmation is from mantra not sponsored but would love to be um so it's like a powerful magnet i attract all my desires in great abundance um take a second if you're not driving close your eyes and meditate on that If you are driving or otherwise operating heavy machinery, please keep your eyes open. Please remember to breathe, whether your eyes are closed or open. Um, Breathing is necessary to sustain life. Ah, yes. (laughs) We would really appreciate you all sticking around with us. (laughs) Um, I really like this one because I think it's what I needed to hear this morning. So I like that. Yeah. Um, so before we jump into the episode, I forgot something. Um, what? We have merch. Yes, we have merch. <laughs> we have merch. So the link is in our Instagram bio. It's somewhere in Discord. We'll probably be in the podcast notes. The merch is so cute. Coley and I worked so hard on the designs. And um, we like Fourth Wall a lot. Uh, not sponsored technically, but um, I have a Fourth Wall hoodie for one of my friend's Twitch channels. And it's the comfiest thing I own. So go get them if you yes. have the means to do so. We would love to see like pictures of you guys in the merch and stuff. Yeah, I'm getting my merch when I get paid next. Nice. Yeah, we have to buy our own merch. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. Um, I'm excited. And uh, okay, yeah, that's all. Yes, okay. Summary time. The kidnapping of an infant in a grocery store leads to a scheme of snatching and selling babies for adoption, which brings back a case from 12 years ago that involved Captain Cragen and his partner, the late Max McGreevy. 
McGreevy? McGreevy, yeah. Okay, I read that right. <laughs> Words. Words. Um. So we open to a mom in a grocery store looking for baby formula. She leaves the cart by the end cap with her baby in the car seat. Um, she gets three cans of baby formula and runs back to the cart, seeing her baby is gone. Baby's name is Emma. Uniformed officer describes the infant to Ellie and Olivia, including the outfit she was last seen in, um, which is common in missing kids' cases. Um, that's why they'll often tell parents to take pictures of their kid before they go out. So, A, they have the most recent picture, and B, they have a picture of what they were wearing. That's smart. Yeah. Um, another officer says that other officers found something in the motor vehicle's office down the street. Ellie and Olivia walk into the bathroom at the motor vehicle's office, and they're shown baby clothes, uh, sedative and capsules and an eyedropper and a cut-off ponytail belonging to Emma. Mm-hmm. And then we done-done. And then we done-done. I was gonna go like this, but I have sleeve. <laughs> You're gonna go like what? I was gonna show my done-done tattoo, but I have oh. a sleeve. <laughs> I have done-done. <laughs> so cute. Um... Back at the grocery store, Ellie and Olivia are questioning Emma's mom, Michelle, about whether someone was following her, paying close attention to Emma. Michelle's husband, Troy, shows up to comfort her and ask how it happened. Ellie pulls Troy aside and talks to him, um, coming to the conclusion that Michelle is likely suffering from postpartum depression. Cragen arrives and asks if they think Michelle did it. Ellen and Olivia say they can't rule it out. Cragen brought the mobile command center so that they can work the case from the grocery store. Uh, Cragen has Elliot talk to Michelle again to see if the, if she knew anything. Um, Elliot talks to Michelle, who autom- who simultaneously wants her baby back but is at the end of her rope. Cragen gives orders. Um, Munch and Finn review security footage with grocery store security and have solid evidence that it wasn't Michelle. But they can't see the perpetrator's face, so they look for another angle. Angle The exits. Um, they get a clear shot of a woman with a suitcase. It's possible Emma had already been doped up because she was presumably in the suitcase. And as Finn points out, she would be crying if she was in the suitcase. But if she was doped up, she wouldn't know it. Right. So, um, Olivia, Munch, and Finn talk about what they found in the security tapes. Cragen tells Munch and Finn to go back to the woman whose credit cards were used, Susan Young. Oomph. Oomph. (laughs) Yeah. There's no E this time. There's no E. It's just oomph. Oomph. <laughs> I think we should put that on merch, like e Yeah, <laughs> we should. <laughs> Silly. Um, 
Munch and Finn talk to Susan, who says her purse was stolen and that she made a report with the precinct. Um, her purse was stolen from the substance abuse center where she works. She identifies the woman with the suitcase as Alicia, says she saw her a couple hours ago, doesn't take she doesn't take the sedative that was given to Emma, but she could have gotten it from someone else at the clinic. Um, Ellie and Olivia go to Alicia's apartment. They search and find out she's using again and find a large stack of money. Um, a couple thousand dollars. Um... Alicia comes home, sees Ellie and Olivia, and runs down the stairs. Ellie and Olivia catch up to her, and Ellie grabs her arm and asks where the baby is. She says her baby died. Olivia asks where the baby she stole from the grocery store was. Alicia admitted she sold the baby to a lawyer because she promised her baby to him. So Emma sold Emma to Mark Sanford. Can you imagine just stealing a baby from the grocery store? Right? Like, who does that? <laughs> a lot of people, actually. No, I know. I just, like, it just... I can't even imagine it from any side of the situation. From the babies, from the parents, from the stealer. Like, I can't, my brain just, I hate it. Yeah. I'm just going to get my groceries and I'm going to snag this baby real quick. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie and Olivia go with ESU to Mark Sanford's offices. At least at this point, I was assuming it was his office. Um, And here, baby's crying. They find the nanny. I'm assuming it was the nanny. Um, Sanford hired with about six cribs and they find Emma. They arrest the nanny for kidnapping. Elliot, Olivia, and Cragen talk about what they found at the building. Three babies, including Emma, all of them healthy. Building lease to Adoptions Incorporated. Lease signed by Mark Stanford. Uh, Michelle and Troy come to the hospital to take Emma home. Troy tells Elliot and Olivia that Michelle is going to see a doctor. Uh, the nanny is actually a nurse hired to watch the babies. Um, the only thing she would give up was that she was the babysitter. Cragen gets Nick Mick involved, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, to see if they can identify the other two babies. Um, Munch and Finn interrogate the nurse. The nurse gives up Sanford's location, his offices in Kew Gardens. Munch and Finn arrest Mark Sanford and interrogate him. He says he never knowingly put a stolen child up for adoption. Said he had no reason to believe that Alicia Brown's baby wasn't hers. And the $10,000 was reimbursement for costs incurred during pregnancy. And Sanford gets a quote-unquote modest fee for his services from the adoptive families of $20,000. And twenty thousand dollars in early two thousands money. Yeah. So like, damn. Yeah, I love how it's described as a modest fee. Modest. <laughs> you know how much twenty thousand dollars would change my life. 
Seriously. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, Reagan talks to Alex, who says that unless he knew that what Alicia was going to do, kidnapping stretch, but they can hold him on the kidnapping charge for six days. So they need to find evidence before that. Munchfin and Cragen going through Sanford's website and ledgers, and they find the entry for Stephen Talmadge, who Munch and Finn have never heard of. Cragen uh, leaves and goes to a diner. Um, with wait a minute. Oh, he goes to the diner with Munch. Cragen takes Munch out to dinner. And tells him the story of Jennifer Talmadge, who was killed in her apartment, and her four-week-old son, Stephen, was missing. Craig and Sergeant at the time, McGreevy, um, caught the case and worked it as if his own kid was missing until he was killed two years later on the job. I love um, Craig and Munch scenes, because I feel like we don't get enough of them. I know. I love that they're like little besties, little yeah. old man besties, <laughs> little old man besties. <laughs> like I just, I oh, and I miss bells. Me too. Sad. Yeah. Um, Brian explains that this is more about about more than Stephen. It's about Jennifer's parents. Asks much for his help. Cragen goes to see Jennifer's parents and tells them there's a lead. Cragen and Alex go to Rikers to see Sanford, and Cragen demands to know where Stephen is. Um, says once he connects Sanford to the Talmadge cases, he's going to nail his ass to the wall. And we have a spell break. A spell break. Okay. So, this is going up the same day we're recording, June 19th, which is also Juneteenth. Um, the color of the day is gray. The incense of the day is neroli. And the spell of the day is a Juneteenth affirmation for compassion. On Juneteenth, the United States... In the United States, we commemorate the emancipation of African-American slaves... Today, spread compassion by word and deed. There is still much pain and suffering in the world. Participate in a community service project or make a donation to charity today. Do what you love, what you can to spread compassion and love. Light a candle today for the sorrow of the past and present and for hope for the future. Chant these words over the candle. May the light from this flame Fill the world with compassion. May understanding and love inspire all of our actions. Allow the candle to burn out. And that's by Ember Grant. Hmm. I like that. Um, And for that one, I would use a white candle because they didn't specify a color. Mm-hmm. So I would use a white candle. But yeah. that's just me. Well, yeah, because the white candle kind of white absorbs everything. Yeah. So intentionally, it can be used for any kind of spell. Yes. Thank you for that. No problem. 
And we're back to the episode. <laughs> um, Munch went through all of the old sergeant's notes and ran fingerprints. Nothing came up. Craig and hands Munch a notebook of McGreary's. I put of Sanford's because I forgot his name was Mark and not Max. But <laughs> Craig says it's Max's. So, mm. of McGreary's. Um, McGreary's. What am I saying? Um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Um, <laughs> it says he's been on this for 12 years and he wants some closure. Cregan talks to Elliot, Elliot, Olivia, and Finn about where they are. Um, doesn't seem like Sanford adopted any other stolen babies, but his scam is triple dipping. He gets the full finder's fee out of $30,000 from each family, then tells two that the birth mother backed out. Um, Pregan hands off a stack of files to Elliot, says it'll take three people to go through them all. I read that a stack of flies. And I was <laughs> like, what? Did I put stack of No, I put stack oh, of flies. Oh, okay. my brain just wanted to read it that way, I guess. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I didn't put sack of flies because that would have been hysterical. <laughs> um, Munch and Cragen go talk to Jennifer's college roommate. Um, she dated one guy while they were together, Robert Cook, who has to be Stephen's father. She sent him a letter letting him know she was pregnant. Uh, Munch and Cragen go to Cook. And ask him uh, if his older son, if him and his older son can come with them as they have reason to believe his older son, oldest son, maybe Stephen. Uh, Munch and Craig and interrogate Cook, who says he can prove his oldest son is his with his ex-wife. Craig says he'll need DNA from all three of them. Warner takes all DNA from all three of them. And the mom is very um, bitchy about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, make it quick. And it's like, it's a Google swab. It's not going to like take five hours. It's yeah. a simple swab in your mouth. It takes two seconds. Yep. Um, the mitochondrial DNA of the son matches the ex-wife, and so he's not Stephen. Dun, dun. Uh, Finn finds the adoption papers for Stephen, signed by Jennifer. Munch and Cragen go to see Jennifer's parents, who say Jennifer changed her mind about giving Stephen up for adoption. Then, after looking at the papers, her parents say it's not Jennifer's signature, and they dig out her passport to show Craig in the signatures and to compare them. Mm -hmm. um, I personally think it's weird that they kept the passport for 12 years. Yeah. I mean, I get the whole, like, not wanting to get rid of anything of your child's but like her passport <laughs> it could have been one of those things where like stuck in a drawer don't think about it yeah you know 
Um, Pagan and Alex go back to Rikers to talk to you with Sanford. Um, Alex says that once the jury hears about his scam, they'll convict him of murder and kidnapping. Her deal is no jail time, but he makes restitution to all the defrauded couples and gives Craig and Stephen. It looks like a name, Craig and Stephen. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, Sanford explains that the woman who gave him Stephen had his original birth certificate. He didn't know until he saw Jennifer's picture in the paper. Cragen wants to know what family adopted him. Munch and Cragen arrive at the Blake's house. They talk to Mrs. Blake about her son, Tyler, who is Stephen. Cragen takes a DNA test, says that a DNA test will confirm. Mrs. Blake says, asks if they have to take him. Cragen says that she can come with them. Tyler's been listening in the whole time and he's near tears. Tyler says he's not going. Mrs. Blake says she'll call his father and they'll all go together. It sucks so much because it does. Like legally makes sense, but then emotionally, like the kid. Yeah. You know, like those are his parents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig is talking to Cook, uh, telling him that Tyler's his biological son, that the family who raised him did a good job, that he has a good life with a mother and a father. Cook then says, no, he's Tyler's father. He would never have abandoned him. My Uh, MS is really kicking my butt today, guys. Sorry. That's why I'm, like, slurring my words. It's okay. Um, Cragen has to tell the Blakes that Tyler's adoption isn't legal because Cook didn't know and never signed over his parental rights. Alex says that since they need a judge to sort out custody and they can't get Tyler into a foster home until the morning, he'd have to spend the night at the Lake Street shelter. Um, Cragen insists he goes to the grandparents, but the law doesn't automatically give grandparents rights. Cragen says to think of what's best for Tyler. Alex says she is, but everyone wants a piece of Tyler. And until they can get it sorted out, this is the best option. Sucks. It really does. Um, The grandparents aren't happy. They think they're entitled to custody of Tyler because Jennifer was their only child. But if Cook claims his parental rights and is deemed fit, his rights supersede theirs. Now, let's just talk about this for one second. This annoys me. hmm Because, like, you're not entitled to your grandson just because your daughter was your only child. Yeah. Like, it's... Entitled boomer vibes. Yes, and I do think like going to his grandparents would be the the best option compared to having to go to a shelter or into foster care. Mm-hmm. But like this whole thing to me sucks in that I understand the rights of his biological parents, 
but I feel very strongly for his adopted parents. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, in my opinion, I think Tyler should have stayed with his adopted parents. Me too. Because they're his parents. Yes. Um, but the idea of like the grandparents being like, well, we only had one kid and this was her child and that's why we deserve to have him is stupid to me. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, Craig and Tyler are taking a walk and Tyler asks what's going to happen to him. Craig says he'll have to go to a temporary home until a judge decides. Tyler wants to go home with his parents, but Kragen explains he can't because the adoption wasn't legal, um, that he didn't want to take Tyler, but he had to because it's his job, but it's also his job to protect Tyler from anything bad. Kragen says that Tyler's grandparents want to meet him. Tyler and his grandparents meet. Tyler tells them not to cry. Um... Alex uh, offers to be Tyler's law guardian to fight for what he wants because he's old enough and mature enough to decide. Um, Alex questions Wong about what living with his biological father could do to Tyler. Wong said it would be a sudden traumatic loss, which could result in behavioral problems and depression. Um, he does not recommend that Tyler be placed with his birth father, but rather that he stay with the Blakes. We love Wong. Yes. We stand Wong. <laughs> uh, Alex questions Mrs. Blake, who says that she didn't know the adoption was illegal or that Jennifer Talmadge was killed. Now that they know, they're terrified to lose Tyler. Um, Cook's attorney questions Mrs. Blake and then Cook, who insists that he can raise a third child, because he already he already has two kids. And he's not like the worst. No. Um hold on. Here we go. Alex questions Cook next, asking how he would feel if he couldn't see his sons whenever he wanted. Uh, turns out Cook's ex-wife, Linda, forged Jennifer's signature on the adoption papers. Linda lawyers up when Craig asked her if she meant to kill Jennifer. The judge awards custody to Cook. Which sucks. It does. I understand it from a legal standpoint, but you know. It still sucks. And probably destroyed that kid's life for a while. Yeah. Because if he stayed with the Blakes, he would have had a more traditional, like, adopted kid life where he could still meet Cook and get to know him. Yeah. Um, But live with his parents that he's known his whole life. Exactly. Um, And it's not his fault that his adoption was illegal. No. So, like, I don't know. Irks me. But to be fair, it's none of their faults. Where yeah. did my tarot cards go? That was me earlier. I was like... <laughs> I had them. And they disappeared. <laughs> I don't know where they went. Oh, I found them. Okay. Well. While Chloe's getting set up for their tarot reading, I just wanted to remind you guys that uh, we are on Instagram at Coven. So if you're on social media and want to follow us over there, we would deeply appreciate it. And um, 
while you're there, you can click the link in our bio for all things SVU Coven. So merch, coffee, Discord, all of that fun stuff. We would love to grow the coven over on Discord. It's very, it's an intimate and more personal way to get to hang out with us. And uh, we would love it if you could join. It's completely free. Uh, no obligation, however. No. Uh, and if you know, Discord and Instagram are not mediums that speak to you. We do have a Gmail, svucoven at gmail.com. Coley does check it regularly and share the messages with me. So if you want to get in touch with us, those are the three best ways to do it. Uh, If you want to be on the show, have questions for us, want to sponsor the show, anything like that, svucoven at gmail.com is your best bet. Okay. I picked my card. Wahoo. So we got the four of cups. I don't know if you can see that. Uh it's like blurring out on the move it closer. Hold on one second. <laughs> Zoom keeps blurring. There we go. Four of cups. Four of cups. Um, so this means Apathy, contemplation, and disconnection. So it kind of makes sense with this episode. Not necessarily the apathy part, but the disconnection and the... Um, Hang on one second. Okay. Pest control's here. Oh. So I think I have to go, actually. Okay. Um, Um. I'll finish up. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is um the card of like disconnection and contemplation, which is what we see a lot in this episode. Um yeah. Uh and that's really all I have to say about that card um so this is another episodic reminder to rate review and subscribe or comment or rate review or comment subscribe or follow um rating and subscribing are just really nice they tell the algorithm that you like us and that you want to see more of us and they will recommend us to other people um re- reviewing or commenting is just really nice. We lost all of our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. We're holding steady at one. Um yeah. And on that note, we did it. Blessed be. Press the record button.